Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Luke chapter 20. One day, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the good news, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. Tell us by what authority you're doing these things, they said. Who gave you this authority? He replied, I will also ask you a question. Tell me, John's baptism, was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed this among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, Why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, all the people will stone us because they're persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered, We don't know where it was from. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. He went on to tell the people a parable. A man planted a vineyard, rented it to some farmers, and went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants so they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. He sent another servant, but that one also they beat and treated shamefully, and sent away empty-handed. He sent still a third, and they wounded him and threw him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my son, whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When the people heard this, they said, God forbid. Jesus looked directly at them and asked them, Then what is the meaning of that which is written, The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. The teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately, because they knew he had spoken this parable against them, but they were afraid of the people. Keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. So the spies questioned him, Teacher, We know that you speak and teach what is right, and that you do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He saw through their duplicity and said to them, Show me a denarius. Whose image and inscription are on it? Caesar's, they replied. He said to them, Then give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. They were unable to trap him in what he had said there in public, and astonished by his answer, they became silent. Some of the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, then came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. 
The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and then the third married her. And in the same way, the seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But for those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die, for they're like the angels. They are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise, for he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are alive. Some of the teachers of the law responded, Well said, teacher, and no one dared to ask him any more questions. Then Jesus said to them, Why is it said that the Messiah is David's son? David himself declares in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. David calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? While all the people were listening, Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses, and for a show they make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. Jesus tells a parable about a vineyard. Now, traditionally, the Jewish people understood the vineyard to be Israel. And so when he's talking about a vineyard, they assume it's talking about Israel. And in fact, in this chapter, it says the teachers of the law and the chief priests knew that Jesus had spoken this parable about them. So here's the parable. A man planted a vineyard and rented it to some farmers and went away for a long time. Now, this man who planted the vineyard is God. The farmers, in this case, are the religious leaders, and they've been given charge of the vineyard. So at harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants so they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Now, this is talking about the religious leaders having mistreated people like John the Baptist, who were sent by the owner of the vineyard, God, to the tenants, but the tenants mistreated the servants that had been sent from the owner. And so he sent another servant, but that one also they beat and treated shamefully, sent him away empty-handed. He sent still a third, and they wounded him and threw him out. Jesus in this parable is talking about all of the individuals God had sent to try and awaken Israel from their slumber and their apostasy. In verse 13, it says, Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my son, whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. And of course, this is speaking about God the Father sending Jesus. In verse 14, it says, But when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him outside of the vineyard and killed him. Now, Jesus is prophesying here to the people and to the religious leaders exactly what's going to happen. 
because these tenants, these religious leaders, had in fact received the Son badly, and they were going to kill the Son of God himself, thinking that they had charge of the vineyard when in fact he was the owner. So the scripture continues in this parable, what then will the owner of the vineyard do to them that killed the Son? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Now, this says in verse 19, the chief priests and teachers of the law wanted to arrest him immediately because they knew this parable was spoken against them. So Jesus was rebuking the religious leaders in front of the people. And some of the people may not have perceived that Jesus was talking about the religious leaders and himself, but the leaders certainly understood it. And Jesus looked directly at the people and said, What is the meaning of what has been written in the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And of course, Jesus is referring to himself as the stone, the foundation stone that the builders were going to reject. And yet, he would become the cornerstone of religion on earth, the Jewish religion, Christianity, and all true religion. The cornerstone is uh, Jesus Christ. And so the teachers of the law and the chief priests were furious at this parable because Jesus was claiming himself to be both the Son of God and Jesus was claiming that the religious leaders were plotting to kill him, which in fact they were. It goes on in this chapter to talk about marriage in heaven. He's asked a question, is there marriage in heaven and so forth, and Jesus says, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. And so we become different in the resurrection. We don't become angels, but we're like the angels in the sense that we don't marry in heaven. And so if you're a a husband or a wife on earth, Certainly, if your spouse is redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, you'll see them in heaven and you'll know them and have a continuing friendship and relationship, but it won't be a marriage. It will not be like your marriage on earth was. It'll be different, and we'll be like the angels in terms of our relationships with one another. This is what Jesus says. And then he reminds them of the account of the burning bush and the fact that Moses called God the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Jesus said he's not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. For to him, all are alive. In God, there's neither life nor death. He transcends both life and death. The life and death that we experience as human beings, God is not bound by that. And so he's preexistent prior to our lives on earth, and he's post-existent. Once the life on earth ends, he's on the other side of it. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord immediately. And so Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is God. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the stone the builders rejected, but he's the cornerstone of our faith. And so, friends, we will be with Jesus in heaven. We will be in relationships with other believers, not in sexual, marital-type relationships, but relationships of a type that are heavenly and eternal. We can only imagine what those will be like. For those who are in Christ, eternity holds no sorrows and no fears. We'll be alive with Him forever and ever. Lord, I just pray that we would recognize that God is the owner of this earth. This earth is the vineyard that the Lord has planted. And the owner's son, Jesus, has come and showed us the way to heaven. He's made a way for us. And Lord, now in this season that we live, 
people like myself have been entrusted with sharing the knowledge of the one true God. Lord, may we be faithful in sharing the truth of Jesus Christ, the foundation stone, the cornerstone, the one that was rejected in the first century, but the one who is received by believers around the world today and forever. Lord, may we receive him in his authority, in his majesty, both as God and man, the Messiah, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.